بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين uh, I am sorry that uh, we had uh, some technical problem but alhamdulillah it seems that everything is now okay it works properly and I hope that you can uh, hear my voice and see me uh, what we discussed in the first session was Imam Ali's description of a brother in God a brother in faith that he had in the past possibly referring to Abu Dhar or even some said might refer to Rasulullah sallallahu himself uh, but what is important it's not something unique or something which is about biographical description of someone it is a spiritual description it's a moral evaluation and therefore we can also aspire to having those qualities actually we have to try hard to acquire those qualities uh, we said that first of all Imam Ali says وَكَانَ يُعْذَمُهُ فِي عَيْنِي سَغَرُ الدُّنْيَا فِي عَيْنِهِ What was making him great in my eyes was that dunya, this material life, this temporary life was very little and insignificant in his eyes and we had some discussion about this then we had وَكَانَ خَارِجًا مِنْ سُلْطَانِ بَتْنِهِ he was not controlled by his stomach, meaning he was not controlled by his um, lower desires, by his animal needs, by his appetites. If something was not available, then he was not wasting his time, energy, attention on asking for that, on looking for it. And if it was available, he was not going into excess. He was not trying to have too much. He was not extravagant. He was not doing israf or tabdir as we say it. So these are the things that we have discussed in the previous session. Now we want to continue. And I uh, request Brother Hussein to help me with changing a slide uh, so that... Inshallah, you can follow me. Uh, I'm not uh, changing myself this time. Wakana, look how beautifully Imam alayhi salam describes. Wakana akthara dahrihi samita. Most of his life, he was silent. In some of our previous series we talked about the significance of reducing our speech this is a very important instruction that you find in the Quran in hadith and perhaps every Muslim ethicist or a spiritual instructor has mentioned this I don't think you find any significant work on ethics and spirituality in Islam 
that doesn't talk about the value and virtue of silence. In the paper, uh, Practical Instructions, uh, I have mentioned this and I have brought you know, some hadith. So I don't want to go into a very detailed discussion about this, but just to remind and for some of you who might not have uh, listened to those lectures, so you can, uh, of course, read the paper online in messageofthaqalain.com, but just let us mention a little about the significance of silence, and then, inshallah, we can continue to the next part. First of all, it is important that Imam Ali mentions this as one of the early virtues of that brother. So this is not something which comes at the end of the list. It shows how important it is. And secondly, Imam Ali says that my brother in faith, the brother that I'm very happy with and actually proud of him, and I want to introduce his qualities to everyone, was that he was in control of his talks, his words, his tongue. Once some people asked Rasulullah or some, you know, one of companions of the Prophet about is it possible that people would go to hell because of what they have said and then the answer was is anything sending and putting people in hell on their face except what they have harvested with their tongues is the result of the, what they have said so one of the most important reasons for going into hell in such a you know painful situation and that is to be put on by your faith on fire is to say bad things sometimes one sentence can damage the entire reputation of a person. A person has worked hard for 20, 30, 40 years, 50 years, a life of piety, a life of taqwa, or a normal life, then you say something wrong and you damage the reputation of that person. And even you yourself later may not be able to sort it out you can cause the problem but you cannot stop the problem or even sometimes what you say might be true but still you cannot damage the reputation of the believers this is ghaybah or sometimes you break someone's heart or sometimes you cause a problem for someone for example someone wants to get married and you give bad advice for example you say not to get married then that girl may not find a good husband you are responsible or you say get married without checking then he gets married or she gets married then 
for all life he or she has problem so words are very important sometimes by saying something you make someone confused and his or her iman becomes shaken and goes into difficult time and hardship sometimes you so much uh, criticize someone that his or her confidence can be damaged on the other hand by words you can give life to someone you can give hope courage to someone so words are very important you cannot say it's just words you know, words are very important by one sentence two people become married by one sentence two become people become divorced words are very important even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he wants to talk about the way he creates the world he uses the concept of word when he wants to have something created he says be and there it is he says of course he doesn't say like us he doesn't speak you know by using tongue and mouth but still he uses the concept of قول. so words are very important we have to be very careful there is a beautiful hadith which says that if words if a speech is silver silence is gold or there's another hadith which says a moment as long as he is silent he is registered as a muhsin as a benefactor but when he speaks he is either muhsin or musi he's either right doing good thing or he's doing bad thing is a good doer or wrong doer so this is very important islam very very important and there are beautiful hadiths if you like please you know refer to that paper about for example the prophet said had it not been for speaking too much and letting bad ideas go on and on in your heart or mind you would have been able what i see and hear what i hear your eyes would be open the veil would be removed for you but the problem is that we speak too much even the things which are not haram which are not harmful still we have to avoid we should reduce our speech may allah help me first to reduce my speech and also you we should only speak when we are sure that this is useful and beneficial so even the things which are not harmful but they don't have benefit we should avoid so anything unnecessary we should avoid so imam ali salam says most of his life he was silent sometime you know from the time we wake up till we go to bed we are speaking all the time speaking and when we say speaking it doesn't necessarily mean to be a speaking person to person it can be a speaking uh, for example by chatting it can be speaking on phone mobile text messaging this is also some type of a speaking because you are giving um, words ideas 
and you are responsible for whatever you say. Then Imam Ali Salam says, فَإِنْ قَالَ بَذَّ الْقَائِلِينَ وَنَفَعَ غَلِيلَ الصَّائِلِينَ But when he was going to speak, he was benefiting people. He was the best to speak and he was able to quench the thirst of those who ask. It's very beautiful. You know, if I speak all the time, then how much good points and ideas I have? Maybe there are people who always can speak, you know, nicely, you know, with wisdom. Yes, this is possible. But most of the time I'm not like this. People are not like this. So, for example, if you speak nicely, and I mean by nicely, carefully, slowly, with consideration, maybe in all day you can say, for example, 10 beautiful points. One hour, for example. But if you speak, you know, 24 hours, or for example, you know, 12 hours, 10 hours, 5 hours even, you are not sure what you say is correct. You know, like for example, if there's a group of uh, producers that they are going to produce programs for a TV channel. If you tell them every week we want one hour program, maybe they can do something very nice. Every week, one hour. And it's still difficult. If you say every day one hour, it becomes very difficult. But with experience, with having a good team, it's possible. But if you tell them, you know, we want program from you live throughout the day, anytime you should be on the screen, this is very difficult. And I don't know if there would be any team in the world that can be always ready and always, you know, and, uh, showing live program and still keep the quality. I think it's very unlikely. So, uh, this person who is in control of his speech and can reduce his speech, so he's the one that we can hope that when he speaks, he speaks something which is informative, which is useful, beneficial. Those who have questions, he can answer them properly. And those who speak, when compared their speech to him, they would find that his speech is much more better. He would be best. So it's not that because he doesn't speak too much, he doesn't speak nicely. You know, here it's not like, for example, some other things. Because sometimes people say, okay, to speak nicely, we have to speak too much. Why? Because we need practice, exercise. No, it's not like this, because we already have enough practice. You cannot say that I can only drive nicely if I drive, you know, 12 hours a day. No, we have had many years of driving, so that we have enough exercise and practice and experience. So even if you drive, you know, half an hour during the day or, you know, in a week, wouldn't be a problem. Indeed, when you drive for long hours continuously, then you become very 
tired, sometimes you become careless, sometimes you don't take it seriously. So, this brother that Imam Ali Salam describes had this control, great amount of control over his words, his tongue, his speech. And when he was speaking, he was the best. And when he was asked, he was giving the best answers. وَكَانَ ضَعِيفًا مُسْتَضْعَفًا He was weak. ضَعِيف means weak. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, خُلِقَ الْإِنسَانُ ضَعِيفًا Man has been created in weak condition. We are weak. We are very vulnerable. Of course, our soul, our spirit has great capacity because Allah has created something in us which He attributes to Himself. <laughs> that one is not weak. But we have to work on it to improve it. Yes, it is weak when we start. Most of us start with weak situation. We are not like, for example, you know, some servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that even at the time of birth they are very good. Like Prophet Isa, for example, or like Prophet Imams. No, we start with weak condition. But we have ability to become strong. But when it comes to our physics, we are always remaining weak. We need to breathe. We need to have water. We need to have food. We need to be among people. We need shelter. And still, if we have all these things, we become old. We start losing our, for example, sight, our hearing, you know, our ability to move. Uh, Allah says, those who would have long life, then gradually, again, they go back into weakness. There is a saying which says in the you know, Farsi poem, it says that when I was young, and people used to speak about the value of being young, I was saying, no, a lion, even if becomes old, it's still a lion. A lion, even if he becomes old, it's still a lion, so don't worry. But now that I myself have become old, I say, an old, even if it's a lion, is an old person. So it means that to be old brings limitations to your physics, even if you are a lion. And this is why we have to benefit a lot from our younghood. Of course, those who are old have great value because of their experience, because of their ibadah, because they have been faithful for a long time. They have great value. They have to be respected. They have to be taken sometimes as role models. That's another issue. But when it comes to physics, they are weak. Sometimes a person 
without any record, any history of illness, dies. Even young people nowadays die unexpectedly. You cannot say, I am healthy, I am quite fit, I'm going to, you know, be alive for 50, 60 years. No, who knows? So, you become old, this is a kind of weakness. You need food, drinking, everything, this is a sign of weakness. You are subject to death anytime, this is a sign of weakness and limitation. You may have an accident, you lose everything. You may lose your memory. Sometimes people even don't know their uh, names. They don't remember names of their children. So we have to remember that we are very weak. We shouldn't become proud of ourselves. We shouldn't become arrogant. If you have the best memory in the world, don't think that this can remain all the time. Be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and think that anytime it, may, it might go. If you are very, I don't know, fit, if you are very beautiful, if you are very rich, if you are very respected, if you have many children, many friends, none of these is guaranteed. So we are weak, we are poor. One of the beautiful things to say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your dua is, رَبِّ إِنِّي لَمَا أَنزَلْتَ إِلَيَّ مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَقِيرٍ My Lord, I am needy of whatever you have sent down to me. I am very poor and in need about everything that you have given me. I don't think that those are my possessions. It's just your amanat that I am using. And it can be taken away from me anytime. So, كَانَ ضَعِيفًا he was weak in what sense in the sense that he was understanding his weakness otherwise every person is weak but unfortunately some of us we don't acknowledge that and also he was also considered to be weak is a very uh, important Quranic concept you know we have about Pharaoh that one of the crimes of Pharaoh was that he was yastadafu. he was doing istadaf of Bani Israel what does it mean he was weakening them and treating them as weak people Mustadaf is the one that some people, some systems, some governments, it depends. They keep them in weak position or they treat them as weak people. They don't give them their due respect. They don't give them access to resources or to what they need for their development, flourishment. Mustadaf. And it can be Mustadaf al-Din. And that's the one who doesn't have access to what he needs about his faith and cannot exercise properly. 
we have a beautiful hadith about the lady Fatima al Ma'suma, may peace be with her, that and the city of Qom, that this city becomes a place for knowledge and virtues, and from here knowledge would go to all over the world. And then it says that Hatta la yabqa It goes all over the world till no one who would have no access to his faith would remain on the earth. There could be many people who are not religious, for example. But if someone wants to be religious and needs information, guidance, he would have it. Anyway, this brother of Amirul Mu'min that inshallah uh, we should try to be similar, he was a va'ifan mustab'afahu. So it means that he was not arrogant and also behaving in the way that people become too much humble in front of him he was not you know forcing people to be humble in front of him people were taking him with ease and this is why some people said maybe this is not about the rasulullah because although rasulullah himself was very humble but because of his great charisma and spirituality, still he was different. You know, sometimes people are very uh, you know, humble, but you cannot, you know, treat them like ordinary people. Because you see in their face, you know, something special. Or you know about their knowledge or taqwa, you know, you feel, you know, very humbled in front of them. But what is important is that even Rasulullah himself was very humble. He was totally aware of his dependence on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his poverty. Even he said, Al-Faqru Fakhri, poverty is my honor. But at the same time, people were very comfortable with him. You know, sometimes in the past, maybe still some places, you know, among some tribes, you know, exist. People were not even allowed to look at some people. For example, you couldn't look at the king. Don't look at the king. You are not worthy of looking at the king. Let alone speaking to the king, meeting the king, eating and drinking with the king. No, how can it happen? You are a different type of creature king is different king is the shadow of god or like for all he says i am god indeed he was saying a'la, i am your highest lord so this is wrong you have to be humble and you have to understand your poverty and also this should be reflected in the way that people treat you. It's good that people respect you, alhamdulillah. And we should try 
to act in the way that we have our respect because our respect belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I cannot damage my you know, reputation, my respect, but I shouldn't claim superiority to people. I shouldn't expect people treat me as their Lord, as their, you know, kind of um, king or a kind of, you know, I don't know, um, some kind of master. Yes, master in knowledge is good, but, you know, master in the sense that they should, you know, for example, bow down, bend, you know, in front of me. No. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was very easily mixing with the people. Sitting with them, not saying that no one should sit to me. He had no hajab, he had no garden. Everyone was able to meet Rasulullah, speak to him. When he was sitting, he was sitting in a circle. It was difficult for foreigners to understand who is Rasulullah, unless they were able to speak or listen or maybe from his spirituality, but from his dress, from, for example, sitting on a chair or on a you know kind of uh, throne, arsh. No, he was sitting on the ground like other people in circle. Very Rasulullah was very humble. Even people used to go and shout outside his house calling his name, asking him to come out. This is why Allah says that they shouldn't do this. They used to go to the house of the Prophet without permission, asking for permission. Allah says, don't do this. You should ask for permission. Ya ayyuhal so, Rasulullah was very humble and very much uh, available, mixing with people. So, this is a quality that we have to achieve. I very much want also to emphasize again this doesn't mean that you should not have power you should not have honor you should not have virtues you want to be za'if no as i said it means to acknowledge your weakness where you have to acknowledge there are some types of weakness that we cannot get rid of it. But this doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to become better. Humbleness doesn't mean that you have to be uneducated, you have to be homeless, you have to have no proper dress, proper etiquette, because you want to become zaif. No, you can have all these virtues and be humble. So... This is to, you know, warn you about misunderstanding about this concept. Because there are, unfortunately, some people who have this misunderstanding. We have to be totally aware of our poverty. Uh, I have a paper about spiritual poverty. You can 
look for it on the internet. But at the same time, this spiritual poverty doesn't mean that we cannot be uh, working to become best in education, in family life, in so social life, community life, in our business, in our, I don't know, even in gardening, anything which is a sign of progress and success, we can be best and at the same time be humble. And also mustadafan. Don't try to uh, have very artificial, you know, position of kind of kingdom or, you know, for example, nobility. Nobility shouldn't be artificial. Nobility doesn't come when I don't let people to treat me nicely. Nobility doesn't come when I disappear from public. Yes. Sometimes because of some security problems, it's not easy for some people, you know, to be available. In the time of Rasulullah the number of the people who wanted to meet him was not like today. And, you know, terrorism, you know, and, you know, armed, you know, gangsters were not like today. So sometimes today people who are very humble, like some of our great ulama, still they have to exercise some kind of um, secrecy. They cannot come easily to millions of people because unfortunately in some places there is such a problem. But what is important that when you meet these people, you don't feel that they have done this as a kind of arrogance. You feel they are hu very humble. They have very simple life. They don't live in palaces. They don't uh, they are not supported, you know, by for example, you know, tens of servants. So that is something that is for secondary reasons. Otherwise, a mormon should be living with people, mixing with people, eating with people, drinking with people, walking with people, laughing with people, because this is the way to make sure that no slight trace of pride and arrogance is in you. Okay, let us stop here, and if there is any question, inshallah we can address. And I am again asking for your uh, forgiveness because uh, I was late. We had some technical problems. Uh, of course, uh, I had to also say my prayer, but the prayer finished uh, before the actual time of uh, starting. But we had then problem in initiating the software. But Alhamdulillah, now it's okay. And inshallah, it should remain okay for the next session. Okay, uh, we haven't received any questions so far, so maybe this is a good sign that uh, everything is clear. And inshallah, there is no problem. Uh, what I can do, I can read a little bit more because we have still a few minutes, and then if a question comes, I stop. Otherwise, 
we can have always your questions in our in next sessions. If something serious was going to happen, if it was a time of being serious, a time of making big decisions, a time of undertaking difficult positions, making difficult decisions, like the time of fight, battle, or sometimes there are crises, sometimes there are mm, troubles, can be religious, financial, social, political, family issues. I don't know, many times we are tried and tested. This person who was va'if and mustafa, who was very weak and humble, in the way that we explained but he was very capable he was like a lion when you are a lion you don't need to always attack you can be very calm when the time comes that you need to show your bravery then you are able you don't need to always be angry, but there are times that you have to be angry. You know, as scholars say, even you know, Greek scholars like Aristotle have the same idea that if someone never gets angry, this is a problem. For example, he's attacked, he doesn't get angry. His children are killed, he doesn't get angry. This is not good. And also if someone gets angry too much, too easily, that is not also good. A brave person is for them the one that has found the balance, has stricken the balance. When it is needed, he has the ability to act. Because there is... A faculty for anger in us and that faculty becomes active in him and motivates him to defend but when there is no need he is very calm and quiet someone who gets angry too much is a problem someone who doesn't get angry at all is a problem it has to be in between so this brother was very nice very calm very quiet very humble, very simple, but it doesn't mean that he was useless, na'uzubillah. He was not doing anything. As we say in Farsi, you know, uh, for such people we say, you know, they're like potato. Because potato has no nerve and no blood, you know, container. Uh, so, for some people, you know, that have no kind of reaction no sensitivity they are mistreated they are dealt with injustice you know without respect they don't feel anything bad this is not good this brother was not like this he was the one that when it was needed he was like a lion coming from the jungle 
not a lion which is kept in a cage. Leithogaben, not, you know, sometimes there's lion but it's put in the cage. And that lion, you know, over time loses this bravery. No, this is the, the lion which is in jungle, very fresh, very strong, very active, very alert, and very fit. Because, you know, they need to run every day so that they can remain fit. If you always feed them and they cannot move, you know, around, then they become very weak. So, this is the quality of the mu'min. He is very quiet, very calm, most of the time, very much cool. But if it's needed, he can react. Okay, let us stop here. Let us pray that inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us and our friends and children and community inshallah all these beautiful qualities to be able to control our speech inshallah to say what is beneficial to give proper answers to the people who ask to be humble to treat people with humbleness and expect them to treat you equally not to claim superiority not to claim any special privilege for yourself as a person and also to be active and brave and capable of undertaking great responsibilities when it is needed inshallah thank you very much may allah be with you with your family and the community inshallah wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin